0: Wizards fans welcome to another edition of Off the Bench presented by the Alibaba Group Zach Rosen here with Jackson Filio WashingtonWizards.com and joining us on the phone is the play-by-play voice on television of your Washington Wizards on NBC Sports Washington that is Justin Kutcher Justin how are you on this wonderful Monday?
1: Doing great guys how are you doing?
0: You know just uh getting ready for this road trip coming up obviously we've had so many home games and now it's like all right now back to the road for six or seven or whatever it is
1: yeah it's it's been weird I mean people have asked me time and time again what's it like I'm like I've never had this many home games in a row in my life and uh it's been it's been weird it's been nice but as weird as it sounds I'm kind of looking forward to getting back on the road
0: well you're and you're like used to being on the road I feel like so it's to you it's like almost everything's a road game typically i mean and what you've been working in most of your career
1: yeah my whole life it's been road games um so for me not going to an airport um i'm almost like is this bizarro world what's going on right now
0: uh, you make so, a... so this
1: will be this will be i almost go to visit like dca just to feel like i'm back to <laughs>
0: just um, metro over there for a few days
1: yeah i just walk around be like oh there's a tsa pre-check line again <laughs> okay yep uh-huh
0: well, obviously the Wizards have had some success on this uh, home slate uh, since we last talked. You know about the games, big wins against the Celtics, and then a nice fourth quarter close against the Hawks. The game in Orlando kind of ran out of gas with such you know nine guys uh, available, and then actually the Wizards got some relief uh, Sunday when Beal and uh, Bryant came back. Uh, it was a close game with the Jazz and Utah, which they've been scorching hot. You know, won nine in a row now just close them down even though they're short shorthanded um, but definitely a lot to talk through I mean the first thing we wanted to ask you about was these wins over the Heat Nuggets and Celtics um, and especially that Celtics game was kind of like a grinded out you know they were missing Kemba but like the Wizards were clearly way more undermanned had seven or eight guys hurt at the time um, since some have come back but you know what were your impressions calling those games especially at home
1: yeah honestly they were awesome um i loved seeing the effort by the guys there's something about it when you go into a game um and you don't have your full complement of players and everyone just kind of underestimates you we've seen it from this team they have that next man up mentality but they take it to another level and what we saw was a defensive mentality um I think Gary Payton II probably sets the tone for that, yes. since he's come onto the team. Uh, the way he's combined with Troy Brown Jr., Jordan McRae with his return, the length they're able to switch. And honestly, I have to give a lot of credit to Jan Mahimi. I think Jan Mahimi, on his pass, the sneaks, the two guys, they, they're they rim protectors. And I love Thomas Bryant, I love Mo Wagner, but those guys weren't altering the shots that we've seen from Mahimi and, and AP. Um, and so just just the effort they gave and they've been doing it all year long but there's something about it when you're undermanned um, going up against these teams that are supposed to be the best teams in the NBA you do it at home and you get the win it, it, it almost feels like a win and a half or two wins in one game um, and to do it against Miami to do it against Boston against Denver and honestly they should have done it against Utah last night. Um, that was a game that I truly believe got away from them.
2: Well, and you mentioned Jan and his defense a little bit. I think what you know makes his skill set a little bit different from some of the other defenders on the Wizards team is it's it's a physicality and a toughness. When you talk about whether it's you know Gary Payton or uh, you know Isak Banga, some of the you know the other better defenders in this Wizards rotation there's a, a length and an athleticism and a, a skill not to take away from Jan's skill but there's a skill to the way that they play defense and Jan it's muscle it's it's strength and it's toughness and it's owning the paint and then that was you know something that the Wizards missed for um you know, a large portion of the season and you can really see the difference that he makes when he's come back and you know coach Brooks has coach Brooks has noted that a couple times. Since he's been back, that his return has been uh, you know, a big part of that turn toward defensive production from being one of the you know lower defensive teams in the entire league. He's been uh, you know a, a real turning point for this team, I think.
1: He really has, and and you know it's funny. I never I never thought about it much um, until randomly in Detroit. Uh, I think our first trip to Detroit. I was out to dinner with with Drew Gooden and we happened to stumble into, not stumble, that's the bad word. Um, <laughs> we bumped into uh, Ben Wallace, and we ended up talking to to, to Wallace for, gosh, that to be two hours. And he said he had to train his guards to say, hey, if they get by you, don't foul them. Let them go, I got them. And I'm like, wait, what? And he said, yeah, he goes, if they get by my guards, I'm there to, to protect the rim. I'm going to block the shot. I'm going to alter the shot. They're not getting a clean look off. And I don't want these guys to foul them. And I almost get the sense that, look, I'm not comparing Jan Mahimi to Ben Wallace, who's one of the great defensive you know, centers that we've had in the last 20, 25 years. But Jan Mahimi has brought that kind of, mentality i think to this team where it used to be if a guy got by one of the guards maybe mo Wagner was there to draw a charge but he wasn't going to go up contest the shot and alter the shot jan has come in and because of his length because of his strength he he goes up he's he's done a good job going vertical um but he's done a really good job of whether it's blocking the shot helping out or just changing the shot And it's made a big, big impact. Um, I think we saw that last night against Utah with Gobert. He, when he was in the game, it was a different game. And when he picked up his fifth foul, we're off the air, Gobert comes back in, and I turned to Karan, I said, we've gotta pick up, we've gotta draw the sixth foul against him. If you can get him out of the game, the Wizards can win this game. If he stays in, it's gonna be really, really hard and we were unable to draw that sixth foul against him. He he is that rim protector. He was changing shots. Um, he was just, it affects your mentality, and, and that's what a guy like that can do, and I think it's a somewhat lost skill set in the NBA today, but I think it's a really valuable one.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people probably thought Thomas Bryant would start upon his return, but I'm sure for Scott Brooks it was, hey, they've got Gobert. I think Jan matches up with him and then we can ease thomas back into playing he hasn't played since december 1st you know missed 19 games so that was interesting too because it was almost like he just needed Yan in the game against gobert because he could at least give that effort as a similar type player defensively and and just outstrength them and that's not thomas you know and nothing against thomas bryant sometimes you just have the personnel that just matches up better um but speaking of Bryant coming back, Beal returning after missing a handful of games, Bertans is back. How do you see this rotation now changing? I think we're going to see a different starting lineup in Chicago on Wednesday. I would assume Thomas Bryant's going to re-enter the lineup. Um, I don't think Bertans will start at all. Um, he likes him coming off the bench, likes the the cohesion of that second unit.
1: Yeah. Um, one thing that I'll say is that Last night, or yesterday, you could see it, how deep this team is. And we talked about it early on this year, that that the second unit was really good. Well, when Beal was out, with Rui out, Bertans out, Brian out, all these guys out, everybody made a big deal of how much the bench would outscore the starters. Well, that's because you, you had Gary Payton the second in there as a starter, Isak Bonga in there as a starter, two guys who are not offensive minded. All of a sudden now, what you're seeing, and we put a graphic on the air last night, in the first half, the numbers were virtually identical of points, rebounds, assists, and I want to say like field goal percentage between the, the, the starters and the bench. And it was, it was shocking. And that's how I think this Wizards team can really surprise some people because usually you bring some people off the bench. Teams might go eight guys deep. This team can legitimately go 10 to 12 deep when everybody is healthy and, and there's not a significant drop off. How do they work together? It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what we do with, you know, before Rui comes back before Mo comes back just what we have right now um, i think you will see Thomas Bryant enter that starting lineup whether it's against Chicago or against Toronto i think he's going to move, be moved back in but one reason why i don't think he did start was if he were to have started and he picks up two quick fouls you got to pull him quickly he doesn't have a chance to get into a rhythm if he comes off the bench and pulls up you know gets two quick fouls you may say you know what I'm gonna roll the dice right now. Let him play, we need his legs. We've got AP and we've got as big men, we'll be okay. Um, it's just a kind of a, a mental part of the game. It was the same reason why I didn't expect Davis Bertans to start when he returned. Because again, if he were to pick up some quick fouls, it ruins what he can do. Um, I think I think you're gonna see more of the same lineup that we saw against Utah as far as the starters. I still think Bongo will start at the four. Um, I think he's playing a lot better. The center position is, is going to be Brian or or Jan Mahimi, and you've got AP as that third guy, which which can help. Um, or what you could do is, I mean, you could now play Brian at the four if you really wanted to. You could go Brian at the four. You can go Jan at the five. You have some... some I guess creative ways of which you could use this team. The bench, the biggest thing for me is I wanna see continued ball movement. I wanna see that when Brad is on the floor, I wanna see that uh, when Troy is on the floor, when all these guys with Jordan. Scott Brooks made a point of it at one practice to say, I don't wanna see one guy dribble more than four times. He said, if, if we're all just dribbling, 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 we're not moving the ball if we move the ball side to side, we could score 120 against any team. But if we're just dribbling, it's gonna be tough. And I felt like the first half yesterday, they moved the ball really well. The second half, they were standing around watching. And if we get caught in that, that's when it's problematic. And I think Brad actually even spoke to that after the game. You know how he has to assimilate himself back into this rotation and make sure the progress the team made with him out continues and grows with him back on
2: the floor. I think Scott Brooks deserves a lot of credit for the job he's done so far in this season, especially managing the changing rotation with all the injuries over the last month or so, but I think it's fair to say that his biggest test thus far is going to be in the next couple weeks as he tries to find a way to manage all these you know, names and players returning and differing skill sets and um, you know it's going to be a collection of guys that is different than it was when this month-long rush of injuries started you know we uh, the team announced a series of moves on Sunday before the Jazz game and you know Justin you mentioned AP and the decision that he's going to have to make there in the front court um, you know in the last couple weeks you know Gary Payton has worked his way into the backcourt rotation ish his you know, elevated his game over the last few weeks. It's a very different cast of characters than, uh, you know, what was available for for Brooks to disperse. You know, back in say November or early December, um, and you know the offensive production has tailed a little bit from the ridiculous pace that it was at early in the season. The defense has picked up slightly, as we mentioned in the last week or so. Um, you know, what do you see in terms of? major decisions other than the big guys to be made and you know managing those minutes guy for the guys going forward
1: I think I think the managing of the minutes is actually going to be easier you know people were making a big deal of, of Brad's minutes earlier this year and Brad didn't make a big deal of it Scott Brooks didn't make a big deal of it I didn't make a big deal of it um the whole load management thing I'm not a big fan of uh but what I will say to that is Brad had to play a ton of minutes because it seemed like that was the only option. Jordan McRae has proven he can score. Garrison Matthews, when he comes back, has proven that he can be instant offense off the bench. And I think what you're seeing now is maybe maybe Brad's role changes a bit. Maybe he doesn't have to take 25 to 30 shots a game anymore. Maybe he can... He can Put it down to, to 20, 18 to 20 attempts a game, get to the free throw line, be that facilitator and, and key in defensively because he knows he's got other guys to score. And maybe he doesn't have to play 35 minutes anymore because we see that Jordan McRae is a really good backup or Garrison Matthews provides those minutes off the bench. So the load management, it's not really load management. It's actually because there's such great depth. And that's, that's a credit to, to Scott Brooks. It's a credit to Tommy Shepard, to the front office, to getting these guys that people didn't realize outside of this organization how good they can really be. Um, and, you know, Gary Payton II, he kind of sets the tone defensively. There might be a situation where matchups, uh, he comes in, he's got to lock him down. But last night, I mean, he started the game and then didn't play a whole lot after it. Uh, so it's... I think the biggest question for, for the coaching staff is going to be, and I'm learning this myself, how do you manage each game because they're, and, and manage quote-unquote egos and personalities while trying to also win? Because there might be nights where, you know, someone's just not a good matchup does that mean you can limit their minutes and and put them on the bench and play somebody else? Or do you have to kind of lose the battle but win the war and and, and play the long haul? Um, That's one thing that I'll be really interested to see because I think Scott Brooks is really, really smart and he's an incredible offensive mind I think there he knows defensively that these guys had to make adjustments and they are and there's that balancing act right now um that if if these guys can just say hey you know what we're here to win we're here to grow and give him that flexibility and that buy-in where everyone's going nuts on the bench when we're making that run then I, I I'm I don't think I'm crazy like this can be a really fun next three months.
0: And everyone talks about the starting five, but this is really more, this team is about the closing five. I mean, you've you got, I think Brad's kind of a shoe-in to close every game, but outside of that, you don't know who's going to close the game. It really has to do with how they're playing. I mean, Ish Smith has joined him or McRae in the backcourt to close most of the games. Troy Brown's been getting a lot of crunch time minutes. Um, but I also want to say kudos to Ryan Richmond, the head coach of the Go Go, mm-hmm. for what he's done. He's going to be joining uh, the program later in the week uh, with Jackson and Chris, so a good segue there. Um, but I think a lot of people, you know, just assume these guys are already ready. But I think the development within the program, which Tommy talks a lot about. Tommy Shepard, he was on, you know, on with you and Drew in Orlando. He talked about it a lot just developing that program and knowing that it might not translate to wins right away it comes over time but I mean we just saw what it can turn into with the depth within the organization not just the Wizards brand
1: it's it's the depth but it's also um the camaraderie and you don't see this what this team has very often you don't see the guys on the bench going nuts I mean it was like an infantry unit like three guys with boots on and they're like jumping up and down loving what they're seeing from their teammates and and it's infectious and I asked you know Scott Brooks about that one day and and he said it is it's awesome to so look down and 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 be told by the officials like hey I'm having trouble controlling your your players from celebrating well that's actually a great thing to have and 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 as far as, like, you're right, it's not a matter of of who starts, it's who finishes these games. I've now dubbed Ishmith, the closer. I think we should play Enter Sandman late in the game at Capital One Arena Um, because he just does things with the ball. It does things for this team. It's this crazy energy. Um, And as far as Brad always being on the floor, I agree with you, Zach. But one thing that I will say is that while Brad is on the floor because – he's awesome two-time all-star hopefully three-time all-star this year his role could change depending on how he's playing that game he may be on the floor as 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 a distraction as a facilitator like last night he didn't have his three-point shot going maybe his legs weren't there right he'd missed five straight games he'd missed seven of eight um but you know he's going to draw attention so he can now play make for somebody else defensively we've seen he has the ability to be a lockdown defender he he went up against Luka Doncic in the opener and it was awesome to see the intensity um maybe that's so so when guys are on the floor they might be on it but their roles may be shifting and that's okay again it's it's like a game by game scenario and that's what I mean when I say you know can can these can all these guys come together and say you know what I don't have it tonight but that guy has it. I'm gonna make sure he gets the ball. I'm gonna take over this responsibility. I'm gonna exert all my energy here. And I'm gonna make sure we get the win. And that's that's what I personally would love to see. And and I think this team has the makeup where we can see it.
2: Even Scott Brooks has mentioned the fact that he doesn't necessarily know who that closing five is going to be going into each game. It's differed, you know, game by game and you know, he said the common thread between each of those three wins that we talked about against championship-level teams in the last couple of weeks, but whether it be uh, Miami, Denver, or Boston, was that somebody unexpected stepped up and played one of the best games they've ever played in their career. Most recently, um, you know, Jordan McRae. I can't pinpoint exactly which game it was, but you know, he stepped up and had one of those games, and you, know, you just don't know until you get past halftime, into the third quarter, see who's still hot, see who's matching up against the starters well, see who's matching up against the bench unit well, and you know let it be fluid. And when you have a rotation that can go ten guys deep like this Wizards team has for the last month, you you allow yourself that flexibility.
1: I, I truly can't think of many teams when Rui Hachimura comes back, when Mo Wagner comes back, I I honestly can't think of many teams in the league that are deeper um you know you may you may look at the clippers and say look they've got Kawhi, they've got you know paul george um they've got lou williams and and um montrez harrell coming off the bench they may have bigger stars okay and, and that's that's fine but as far as one through 12 i can't think of a deeper team and, and, and I don't mean that because I'm calling this team every, every day and I see them. I, I'm just saying I truly don't know. And that's why I think you hear a Jamal Murray say, I don't know if there's a team that plays harder um, because they just come in waves. There's no drop-off. And that's what I think. If, if you can go 12, a legit 12-D, and, and those guys aren't going to play every game, But you know, if someone's not feeling it, it's like, you know what, let's go to the 11th man off the bench right now. Let's see what he's got. And then he comes up and has a good performance. And it might be for five or six minutes, but just those five or six minutes are really, really valuable. Um, I just think there's a lot of reason to be excited around this team. And and again, it's going to come down to can players just say, coach, I'm cool doing whatever you need me to do. We're a team. We're we're a program. And I said it from when preseason began. I was watching this team and there are eight guys, twenty-two years or younger. I'm I'm watching how, you know, everyone is there, the go-go, the wizards, the mystics, and I'm thinking to myself, this feels like a college. The amount of coaches that we have, the player development people. It's like, you know, you have managers, everyone's clapping, the excitement level. I'm, I'm like, this is like a college practice. And oftentimes with colleges, you get that, that unity. Um, and it's it's carried over to the season. Um, it's carried over through all these injuries. And, and now that guys are returning, I hope it continues. I think it will. You get each guy having each other's back. Um, and then they're going to surprise more and more teams. People are going to be like, holy crap what just happened
0: right and hopefully we'll have some more of those surprises coming up uh wednesday in chicago a team that is right there with the wizards in the standings uh without wendell carter and otto porter uh both with battling injuries and then friday in toronto uh, fred van vliet is out but uh i believe by the time that we play them siakam will be back um He's already he played Sunday already, so he's back. Then you've got uh, Marcus Saul who's back already. So they're getting healthier since the last time we played them. Um, but a lot of road games coming up. You know what are we looking to see here out of the team uh, moving forward? I know they've shown that they can win at home. The road's been tougher. I think this, the road schedule in general in general has been tough. I don't think they've played as many as the lower, you know teams and the standings on the road, and we'll see some of them as we go forward. I know Cleveland is coming up on a road trip, Atlanta, so um, let's, let's focus, though, on this week. and of Chicago and Toronto, very different teams, but uh, what are we looking at?
1: So, for me, with Chicago, to me, it would be revenge. Um, Wizards were up by 18 with 8.33 to go in the fourth quarter at home, and they lost the game. That would be first thing on my mind for Chicago is I want to go back I want to go out to Chicago and get that W back um, Zach Levine he's a guy who can get it going quickly uh, I, I'd love to see Gary Payton II lock him down like he did to Trey Young uh, Isak Banga may maybe put on him Bradley Beal might be put on him Jordan McRae run different guys at him I want to see us lock him down and and take advantage uh larry marketing that guy's a really good player so who's gonna step up and play him again bonga's got the length the ability to go do it it'll be interesting to see that matchup to me that's a winnable game that's a game that 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 i really want badly um toronto uh we we saw what happened when we were there last time we fell behind early um It's. I think the Achilles heel this year for this team has been falling behind by double digits early. Having to fight back, you fight back, and then you don't have the energy to close out those games. Right, especially when you don't have have healthy bodies, too. Exactly. So now that we have some more bodies, can we avoid that? Can we avoid that early lapse and, and get off to a good start and not have what happened yesterday where we have a big lead and we give it right back let's take that lead and expand it or not let that team come all the way back everyone goes on runs I get it it's amazing the NBA how you could have a 25 point lead and it's not safe blows my mind Um, but don't let that team get get that lead back you blow a 25 point lead it's down to two it's a tie game fine don't ever let them get that lead there's a mental part of the game that if you don't get over that hump it's demoralizing um so so let's let's go to toronto and and see what we can do because i think we're a different team than when we were there last time then you come back home against detroit um look we've won a couple of games against detroit already they got back at us the last time let's take three or four That'd be real nice to take three or four against this team. So I, I just think you have those games, and and obviously as a player and as a coach, you're never going to look too far ahead. But if we're looking at at these next three games that's so coming up in the next week or so, I think they're winnable. Um, I really I really do. And 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 it, it the, the the Toronto game would be a statement game. To go on the road and get a win like that would be a real statement, and it would set you up for having. Detroit come to town on Martin Luther King Day, and then going on the road for a back-to-back Miami and Cleveland. Um, it's just, I, I do see growth in this team where when, when we played Atlanta on Sunday, or no, whatever day Friday. it was, Friday, um, when we played them and we had the lead, we gave it up, and we came back and won the game going away, that never would have happened in November and December, it just wouldn't have. Right. We didn't know how to do it. And part of this process this year is learning and learning that we can play with teams and then learning that we can finish and we can win. And that it's not a God given characteristic to just win. You do have to learn it and you build confidence. And I think getting those wins that we've talked about over those top teams and and then over atlanta by giving up the lead the fact that we were able to come back and win to me that says a lot and that's i was so hoping for that carryover effect against utah because just like against atlanta we got off to a, a great you know big start big lead we gave it up and i want to see us fight back again and get that lead right back um so i uh, I'm excited for this road trip. I'm excited for the opportunities. Uh, let's let's take care of Chicago, get that win back because to me that's still that might be the game that gnaws at me the most that we've had this year. And yes, I do take losses hard.
0: Clearly, uh, that one's really sticking with you.
1: In case in case you're wondering, um, my parents have become huge Wizards fans. My dad even said he's like, I love this team. I love watching this team. Last night after the game he called me and my parents were on speakerphone and they said, We're sorry.
2: <laughs> like
1: they knew how much like it I like I wanted that game and, and they wanted that game, you know, and, and so I've said for the longest time, I said when, when I was on with you, Zach, early on that I I love calling games. I love you know, this is my first time working for a team since 2005 and i know that i will become a fan of the team and i will take losses hard like they just sit with me and that one last night i was i was bummed
0: well you segued perfectly to we were going to ask you what it's been like you know being on the team side and being with a group of you know people full-time basically i know you're not really calling too much right now baseball season's off college football's done uh, for the most part, besides the championship, which although this podcast is going to go up tomorrow morning, <laughs> the game will already be done. But uh, for you, like what stood out to you working? I mean, you, you've you just answered a lot of the questions saying, you know, you're fully invested. You're a real fan. You know, it hurts. And I think, you know, you came in at a really, you know, uh, uncertain, time. uncertain time. But yes, a good time. It is uncertain, you know, what direction the team was going how they would react to the change, like when they would be back competitive again. What has it been like um, as we wrap up here?
1: It's been it's been awesome. Um, you know, as a as a play-by-play announcer, you want to call games, and how do you get better? You get more and more games, and and I'll come home. You know, when we're home, I'll be working out. When NBC Sports Washington does the replay of the game the night before, so I'll be watching the game and I'll. You know listen for certain things so that I get better and this and that but as far as being with a team um it's I knew it was going to happen I knew that I was going to just become a fan of these guys and and feel like so excited when things are going well and and bummed out when things aren't um but I it's been hard to really get bummed out much because this team has played hard in virtually every game this year. There've only been, I think, three games where the effort wasn't there. And that's that's impressive. It really is impressive. Um, traveling, this and that, I mean, we joked about it before, but I think the travel's easy. My whole life has been travel. I've never had a home game. Um, so for me, it's like, wait, what? Like, oh, you mean I, I we finish a game and we're going to fly back to D.C. afterwards. Oh, when I'm doing games for Fox, I'm staying over that night. And then I'm on a 6 a.m. flight to go to my next city to go do a game. Then I was like, this is this is great. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I, I don't have any complaints um, the way that uh, the coaches, the front office, the staff, everyone has has treated me ha, has been amazing and you know I, 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 I'm lucky I, I get to call a game for my living and I love my job so you won't hear me complain about that kind of stuff at all and uh, as far as people always ask what's it like you know you're replacing a legend what's the feedback like as we've talked about before Zach I don't know <laughs> I, I, I'm not really on social media to, to, so if people are bashing me if they are, if, if people are liking me, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but just know that I'm, I'm a Wizards fan. And I, I do believe that, I believe this team with, with some patience, I've said it before and I'll, I'll say it right now, I truly believe this team is in the playoffs next year. I, I, I think it's there. Um, I think you had the foundation john wall comes back um i just think that this team has it tommy shepard the front office they're they are doing something with this group there's a change in attitude and that's why i'm saying i'm so lucky to come in at this stage and and be part of it because i think it's going to be a really fun and exciting time and i and i think wizards fans should realize that um that that not only are these guys playing hard, there's there's great potential there, and they're just good people. Um, and, and that's, you don't get that very often.
0: Couldn't agree more with that. I think this group out of, this is my fourth season, this group in terms of people to work with, the players themselves, and I think the whole staff, it's just the vibes are a lot different and it's, it's a great group to be around. Um, But uh, we got to go. We're pushing 35 minutes here, and our card is going to run out of memory, so we don't want that to happen. Uh, (laughs) But we appreciate you uh, joining us, Justin, and uh, looking forward to going on the road with you this week and a lot over the the rest of the month.
1: Yeah, can't wait, guys. Uh, Zach, I'll see you on the plane. Jackson, thanks, man. And uh, let's get a W in Chicago, start things off on the right foot.
0: Sounds good. Thanks, Justin. For Justin Kutcher, Jackson Filio, Zach Rosen, WashingtonWizards.com. Thanks.